0: In this episode, I talk to Reverend Cherie Jones about how menopause is a positive journey to the evolution of the divine feminine. to another episode of The Menopause Project. This is the show where women share their experiences of their peri to post-menopause transition and where experts empower and educate you around different aspects of living well and having a positive mindset. I am your host, Clarissa Christensen. I'm a menopause transition specialist and I am also a speaker and an author. I have a deep passion that women can thrive through this time of life with the right support and knowledge. So join me each week as I interview a different guest on a different aspect of this, probably the biggest transition in a woman's life. Well, today I have a wonderful lady who's joining me all the way from California and she's traveling around and I think this is gorgeous that her and her husband are there in their mobile home and she's going to actually join this podcast from her mobile home in among the Redwoods of California. So welcome to the show, Sherry Taylor-Jones.
1: Thank you. It is so fun to be here and to be able to connect in this way. You know, it's traveling in a motorhome can feel like it's isolative and I'm an introvert by nature. So for me, reaching out is, is a, a new way of being and I'm really getting off on the energy, it's fabulous.
0: It is, and I can feel that energy as you sit here and talk to me. It's just beautiful. And I mean, today I just really want you to share your menopause journey with us. I mean, for a start, Sherry, tell us a little bit about you, apart from the fact that you're sitting in a in a in a mobile uh, caravan in in a California. But do tell us a little bit about you, Sherry.
1: So um, I've had multiple lives, it feels like, since I've incarnated on planet Earth. Um, Very traditional upbringing. And I think I've known from the time I was here that um, what I was told was not accurate information for who I am. So for example, I was a tech person. I eventually went into banking, very straight-laced, very professional. Um, and I was pretty miserable, and I just started beating, you know, dancing to my own music that I that I heard much to the dismay of my family. They were like, who are you, and what has happened to you, Um, and I haven't, I'm happier now, you know, than being within the constraints of what my life was supposed to look like, as opposed to being in the joy of it.
0: I love that. And I love that sense that we can be in the joy of our life. Yes. That's beautiful. I, I love that. And I think a lot of women can relate to this, particularly as we get to be that little bit older, how really the constraints that we are put under by parents and society, we can actually break free from them and feel that we can be our own person.
1: And be empowered by that as well, you know. I never had children, um, much to the dismay of my family, right? Because what I was supposed to do was get married and have children, um, and that just wasn't mine to do. And there was, there was so much pressure that I just started to feel like I was a failure, you know, regarding being yeah. like a woman. You know, mm-hmm. we're told and trained from the time we're really small, that um, ultimate womanhood is bearing children and raising children. Mm -hmm. Um, And our sexuality and our vitality is all wrapped around that.
0: Oh, yes, definitely, this whole sense. And it's quite interesting because we're only really that fertile woman for a very small time of our lives if we think that we're, you know, we're not really likely to have children until we're late teens, early 20s at the earliest. And then that's kind of all over by within 25 years or whatever, that's kind of ended. And we don't celebrate the other side of life at all. We, it's like we have to be defined by a very small part of our whole life.
1: Correct. And as women, we try to squish ourselves into these little boxes. I mean, the cosmetic industry, right? The plastic surgery industry. I mean, it's a billion-dollar enterprise because we're still trying to fit into that very small window of what we're told is our ultimate uh, feminine nature and our juicy time as women. And that is such, can I say BS? You, know? yes, you
0: can say it because I think it is too, you know. And, and we're just not valuing the, the beauty of being, you know, an older woman in particular. I mean, there's a lot of emphasis on girlhood, but we are not celebrating this time enough. You know, we're still showing images of women that are so inappropriate, this age group. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it just feels like we are missing out on the whole picture, the whole of who we are.
1: Yeah. And that's, that's a huge passion for me. And I can sense that we're kindred spirits. I can sense that it's a really big passion for you as well. It's, I remember when I first started to go into perimenopausal, I didn't even know what that was. You know, it's, I remember my mom being specific on, you know, when your period starts and that what's happening to your body. No one in my realm, my circle, talks about, oh, okay, so now there's another shift that's going to happen. <laughs> Watch out for it. Here it comes and what it looks like. So it was all a surprise, you know, and and I found myself trying to research as much as possible about it. And then, you know, menopause came. And once again, there's no not much information regarding menopause and what happens to us emotionally, physically, hormonally, um, how our our thought processes shift, um, as well as the wisdom and the grace and the knowingness that also is part of this process.
0: I totally agree. And I think now we're starting to see little bits of information popping up about the physical symptoms, but it feels reductionist to me, you know, and I don't know if you can share that sentiment that we're talking about hot flashes and weight gain as if those were the things and we're not you're rightly saying there is an emotional, mental, and and a spiritual dimension to this that doesn't get discussed nearly enough, yet those are the things that touch us much more deeply.
1: Absolutely, yes. Um, And I think because we are in the culture that we are, which is predominantly patriarchal, Mm -hmm. um, and so it's very logic-driven. There are standards, and and we have to conform with those standards in the Mm -hmm. systems that exist, and why would menopause be something that's celebrated, right?
0: Right. Um, Why would we? Yeah.
1: So um, I remember when I first realized what was happening to me, I was was pretty distraught. Like, the end of my life is happening, you know? And I really, I bought into that myth. Let me say that again. That's a Mm. myth. You know, this is an amazing, juicy time of womanhood that we now get to be empowered and self-differentiate in a new way, claiming our divinity, our wisdom. Um, and we get to be leaders if we choose to be, as opposed to, you know, reducing ourselves to less than we now have the opportunity to say, Oh no, baby, I don't know who told you those lies but let me tell you about the juiciness and just um, the amazing living in this body now without the pressures of what society says we should be.
0: And I love that because I think that you really hit that nail on the head. I mean, that we, we can let go of these pressures from society. We don't have to conform to them anymore. We are free from that. If we choose to
1: be. Bing, 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 bing. Yeah. If we choose to be. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Where were you actually at working or what were you doing at the time you became perimenopausal?
1: I was working for a, a large health organization doing training and development. Um, and I also had a consulting business, doing training and development at that time. So I was already starting to break out from conformity some. Um, I actually was, I want to say 40-ish, which is a little early, but still within the range. And um, I met my husband, um, got married at 42, um, changed careers at, again, At 40, what am I now? Probably 49. Yeah. um, I went into seminary uh, and I went through uh, a three year process, which was pretty intense and mind shifting. Um, Became a minister. Um, Learned how to ride a motorcycle at 50. Um, Yeah. I did the expected norm of being a pulpit minister for a couple of years and realized, "Mm, yeah, this isn't, this isn't what I'm on this planet for either. Um, And really have just been in this new level of exploring. I've become an author. I do guest speaking and keynote and I'm really branching out now from the, the expected norm of um, religion and now really claiming the world as my audience. And so that's a new shift. And I, I'm i yes. 56 now. Mm. And I'm just doing that. Talk about juiciness.
0: That is so amazing, Sherry. You know, what a transformation from being in a very... Um, rigid kind of, of roles because a lot of business roles are I was also in corporate for 28 years so I know you
1: know it. Yes. yes
0: I do and that conforming and what you're expected to be and and then you know here I am podcasting and and coaching women you know and menopause which is and like you I think you raised a really important point we don't know very much about perimenopause
1: mm-hmm. 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 yeah
0: yeah so did you find that there were any sources or of information that you actually used to help you, or was it a bit Google was your friend?
1: Google basically was my friend. Um, there was one book that I found about perimenopause that was excellent, and I'll look that up in my library and get back to you on that. Yeah. Um, and, and that was really helpful, but for the most part, it's on the physical, the physiology of it. As opposed yes. to, what are we going through emotionally? You know, what, what are the cultural myths that we've been so deeply indoctrinated in that we believe, you know, that um, the emotions that come up, that we allow ourselves to feel. Um, one of the big gifts that I got in my journey was realizing I was in resistance to what is that I was in resistance to the changes that was going on emotionally, mentally, spiritually, physically. Mm. And life was hard because of that.
0: Yes, and that is is such a deep point that I think is that whole sense of the now and not what went before or, or what we think even the future, if we even think about the future is, but now and accepting and acknowledging the here and now.
1: Yes. So as a corporate person, you know, like I remember how I could do so many things at the same time and do them all well. (laughs) One of those days, my friends, they're they're gone and that's okay. But I was so busy comparing what I am now and how I function to what was, all I could see was lack. All I could see was less than. And it was in this process of really looking at reframing into this now moment that I started to see all the things that I'm doing amazingly right now that I couldn't do back then. It's just different. It's not in the masculine paradigm, which is how my 20s, 30s, early 40s were, to now being in the embodiment of divine femininity. And that's a very circular, consensual way of being in the world and with myself as opposed to the formulas and the logic
0: yes it's a much more um i would call sensory rather than a, you know sort of logic perceptual conceptual mindset where it's about brainstorming and problem solving and goal setting and all those things and that's a very
1: stressful place to be as well yes it is Um, I think it has its place, but we've been conditioned that it is the only way to be in the world. And that's the right, I'm using air quotes, the right way to be in the world. And what I'm learning is that um, when we exhale into the now moment, where we are, we get to show up in a new and profound way. Mm -hmm. So for example, one of the things that I've learned how to do is to actually talk to my body um, and myself in a positive way. Because girl, I know how to do it in a negative way, right?
0: Oh yes. Me too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But my process has really been about how do I shift that? Because being in the negative um, is really painful for my body. Mm -hmm. um so now it's when my feet may feel a little tired or achy I'll 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 be praising it I'm like wow thank you for showing up today for doing all the things that you do to keep Mm -hmm. us going you know I, I really appreciate it and now I hear you saying it's time for rest so I embrace that and I'm giving myself a new permission to kick your feet up and take that moment of being that's a whole different ball game mm-hmm. than being in resistance to that. Your feet hurt. So then you're like, well, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, right? Mm-hmm. How much more loving is it to be on this side of the, the framework of saying, oh, yeah, my knees may be a little achy today. And then as opposed to, well, why aren't my knees functioning the way they used to 20 years ago? Well, they're not, right? Here we are today. My knees are a little achy. Oh, honey, I get it. Thank you for all that you've done for keeping my body in alignment, for getting me around in the forest to see all these amazing redwood trees, um, and I get to do this with you. And thank you. And and we'll we'll go home, and you know we'll sit on the couch for a little bit and just zone out. I got to do this with you. Thank you. So there's this this level of gratitude for what is, mm. uh, a level of gratitude for what we are capable of doing today and how it looks. Um, I don't know about you, but 20 years ago, I wouldn't have given a rat's about the redwood trees.
0: No. I, well, <laughs> I might have, but not in the same way. And I'm so busy. And I had so much going on that... I don't think I learned to sit down for years and just sit quietly and say, like I did this afternoon, I said, I'm just going to sit down and I'm going to put my feet up for an hour because Mm. I've been busy and we have a lot going on here and this stupid virus and all the rest that's twirling around. And I'm going to take some time out. And no one is saying to me that I can't do that. Yes. The only yeah. person who would be would really be me. And obviously, we, I work for myself, so I don't have a boss. But even so, we're not giving ourselves, as you say, the permission. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. One of my um, passions is about how do we evolve from the cultural myth of being the princess you know, I mean, you can, mm-hmm. every rom-com or Disney or whatever, it's got that theme running through it. Oh, yes. You know, that we're waiting for Prince Charming to come and rescue us and save us and elevate us. And we elevate ourselves. Yes. We, we have that ability, that passion, that drive to elevate ourselves. And once we really get that, I think that's when we'll see women elevating other women as opposed to being in competition with.
0: Yeah. And I sense that that is a movement that is starting to evolve in this age. Um, I'm noticing it in little pieces here and there that women, that princess thing is starting to disappear. That if, if we continue, I think we will see coming together in whole new ways um to connect and collaborate it's like the time is right now
1: yes it is i, I agree um, i think the um some of the uncertainty the not knowing is the foundation for the transformation yeah you know if everything was like the 1950s and everyone had their roles and they were all happy doing whatever they think is the right way to be. I don't think this um, evolution of consciousness would be happening right now. I I think it's the perfect time. I think all of the shadows that permeate our culture are coming to light. And we have an opportunity right now to decide, do we want, is that really who we want to be? Or do we want to shift that? And I think quite a number of people are saying yes to shifting. They may not know how yet, but it is in the, in the not knowing that then comes the next phase for that evolution.
0: Yes, and I, I sense that it is slightly older women who are leading this. Those of yes. us who are menopausal and beyond are somehow a huge part of driving this shift. Phase. I don't know how it's happening, but maybe we're learning to embrace who we are our confidence and our wisdom and, and I think setting a way forward for other women to come on board and for society to come on board.
1: Yes. I think it's still a small segment oh, yeah. right now. Oh, yeah. um, but I I think I'm excited that there is a segment. Woohoo! You know that is definitely something to celebrate. And yes. it's it's wonderful to to get that sense of knowing that there is enough for everyone. Yes. Wow, there really is enough for everyone. And therefore, if I'm in the mindset that there is enough for everyone, why wouldn't I share, why wouldn't I give, why wouldn't I open and allow? Because I truly do believe that there is enough for everyone. As opposed to when we're in competition with each other, we think that there isn't enough. And I've gotta get mine. And you can't get it, right? Yeah. So I, I think that's part of the um the awakening um is realizing that everyone is entitled to have a life where they thrive, where they grow, where globally now it's what's happening to you is also happening to me.
0: And that's this time right now. I really truly believe that what is unfolding right now is huge because it doesn't matter whether you're in Wuhan, Italy, or California, we are somehow connected, interconnected. Um, You know, it's like I am you and you are me. You know, there is nothing
1: separate anymore. That's correct. I really, I think that's coming to light and um, in a very powerful way. Mm. And it's an exciting time to be here on this planet right now. And we get to be on that edge of how do we assist, lead, coach, embrace women on this journey in a whole new way of being and showing up. And it's exciting. It's also frustrating at times. I'm going to say that, you know, there are moments where I'm just like, what are you thinking? Wait, you know, yeah. and, and knowing that that is also, their particular journey and um, reducing the shame and blame on others has been a huge piece of my my own evolution mm. because once I'm in blame to someone else then I am no longer in accepting their true nature.
0: Very true and I think we're all evolving at our own rate at this stage we're certainly not and, and I think that reflects people's women's parent perimenopause menopause journeys because they're all different, so there isn't this blanket set of symptoms that everybody has or goes through. We are each having our unique journey, yet we're all on the journey.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, and so once we say that there is no right way on that journey, there is no right symptoms. There's no right. Uh, I can't even think process, for lack of a better word, then um, we can be in celebration of each other. We can say, oh, I see what you're doing over there. And instead of saying you're wrong, we're like, oh, didn't think of it that way. That's a possibility. I like the way that you're dealing with that.
0: Exactly. and And I think it allows and opens up permission for women to support each other in very new and different ways.
1: Yeah, that's the dream, my friend. That's the dream. I hold your hand in that. Yes. Yes.
0: Yes. If you had a few key things that you would like to tell other women about this perimenopause to postmenopause journey, what would
1: that be, Sherry? To make peace with your body, wherever it is, whether you're short, tall, fat, thin, Have boobs, no boobs. Have a round butt, no butt. Make peace with your body because it's in that making peace that the symptoms diminish. Things become a lot more manageable when we're not in resistance to who and what we are. So that would be a really key piece uh, for that journey. Yes. Um, The second is to talk about it with other women. This is not the secret. No, this is is what every woman goes through, Mm -hmm. and it's natural to talk about it with other women. Talk about the fears, talk about what's going on, talk about the body shift, talk about the hormones, the emotions, you know? Talk about all of that without shame, but just saying, hey, this is where I'm at. How's it going for you?
0: Exactly, and I think that is the bigger. I think the biggest thing that we're not yet at that stage everywhere. There are pockets of it emerging, but there are so many weird, strange taboos about this time of life that are not yeah.
1: supportive. Yes, especially I think it's even um, harder for women who are single, and harder for women who are still in the corporate ladder climbing you know phase if they're in those two two areas of life it becomes a little bit more difficult yes um there there's this sense of they're in competition and um it's hard to be in consensus and at peace with oneself when you're in competition with the
2: world
0: oh yes yes definitely that is that is a big message as well that that for many women is the question and the direction they need to choose. Yes. Yes. Sherry, this has been such a beautiful conversation. And I have loved every minute of connecting with a, a fellow soul sister who thinks yes. this theme that the world is just changing and we're changing with it. And that there's so much we can do about connecting into ourselves and choosing our path at this time of life. Yes. Thank you yeah. so much for joining me.
1: It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Clarissa.
0: Thank you. Well, I hope you found this podcast episode as inspiring as I did. And I'm really grateful, Sharif, for you coming on the show and sharing your wisdom. I think my takeaway that I'm going to, you know, hold on to and support in the wide world is that sense of moving from comparing to lack and less to reframing into the now and that it is a much more circular and consensual way of being. If you've enjoyed this episode, then please follow us, review us, like us on the various platforms. We're on iTunes, Spotify and more. And if you're a woman going through menopause and you're looking for more support to be able to go through this time of life with a sense of being able to manage your symptoms with greater vitality, confidence, and ease, then connect with me, Clarissa Christensen, at clarissachristensen.com, and let's start a conversation. Join me next week when I will be talking to Emily Barkley about how becoming perimenopausal at 39 really changed the way she viewed herself, the way she lived her life, and how it's inspired her to help other people. Until next time, go well.